From Entrepreneur Media, this is Problem Solvers, a show in which entrepreneurs do what entrepreneurs do best, solve unexpected problems in their business. We were completely wrong. And I'm just like, it's not selling. It was like, we have to start from scratch. I'm Jason Pfeiffer, the editor-in-chief of Entrepreneur Magazine. So here's an interesting thing you might not expect to hear from someone who spends all day working with startups that aim to solve problems related to climate change. That problem needs to be so defined and so critical that their customers face that every day. And oftentimes it may not necessarily be around climate change in particular. Right. Interesting. The idea here being that, look, to solve problems related to climate change, maybe spend a little less time thinking about climate change. Anyway, this is Ryan. My name is Ryan Jeffrey. I'm the Senior Managing Director of Sustainability at Generator, which is a global accelerator and fund focused on investing in entrepreneurs tackling our biggest challenges. And just to give you a sense of the scale that they're operating at, this just comes from their website, $1 billion plus in total follow-on financing, 7,400 jobs created, 54% of Generator alumni have raised more than $1 million in follow-on financing or have been acquired, and 69% of Generator alumni have raised more than $250,000 in follow-on financing or have been acquired. So, you know, pretty good track record there. And yet, here's the thing. Ryan had said a second ago that they're focused on solving the biggest problems. That problem in specific is climate change, but they don't really actually think of that as a specific problem, as one focused issue that needs to be addressed because the way that Ryan and his team think about climate is actually incredibly broad. Our thesis is that every single business, every single industry on the planet is currently being transformed by climate change. And so we're investing in supporting entrepreneurs that are tackling that perspective of energy, mobility, transportation, food, ag, manufacturing, every industry. And so we have investments in in each of those that are sort of combating this massive challenge, this massive problem in different ways. All right. So here's why I wanted to talk to Ryan. As you might know, if you're a longtime listener of the show, we've been doing a series this year focused on sustainability. And I wanted to get a perspective from a guy like him, which is to say someone who sees thousands and thousands of companies that in some way or another are mission-oriented towards climate change and is helping some of them, right? Because they only accept a very small number into their accelerator. And I wanted to understand what he saw driving success among the most accomplished entrepreneurs in this space. How are they approaching a massive problem and then finding some solution, some limited focused solution that feels like it is at once solving a problem for individuals right now, such that you can build a real business around it, but also is contributing to a problem that can feel so abstract and gigantic that most people just have no idea what to do with it. It's an interesting problem. How do you address and engage with something very large by, well, maybe thinking really small? That is the direction that the conversation that Ryan and I take. It's it's a pretty interesting one and gives you insight into also what is going through the mind of someone who is looking for great entrepreneurs with great focused solutions and then bringing them exactly the help that they need to scale. That is what's coming up after the break. Who doesn't want to do right by the planet? Well, one of the easiest ways is to use paper. 
and another is to choose products that come in paper-based packaging. Because paper comes from trees, a natural and renewable resource. And here in the U.S., private forest owners carefully maintain healthy forests and their habitats to provide our essential paper products. And those products can be recycled up to seven times. Thanks to innovative design solutions, everyday items from cosmetics to liquid detergents are now using paper-based packaging, making it easier than ever for consumers to do good for the planet. And the same goes for business owners. Choosing paper-based packaging materials is a great way to take the sustainable path forward that also gives back. So choose paper and help America's forests thrive. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com. All right, we're back. So let's jump into it with Ryan. I asked Ryan to just give me a kind of top level view to start of how he and the entrepreneurs that he works with or that he sees applied to the program think about climate change and think about how to find a business inside of it. I've spent time, I'm a three-time founder. I was at a $200 million fund investing in early stage technology companies before joining Generator. And I think, you know, obviously entrepreneurs start with a problem right? They go out and they're trying to solve a specific problem that they've either encountered or they've had exposure to. And I, with climate change, that that problem is so broad and global that it's really hard to focus as an entrepreneur when you have a very specific sort of problem that you're or business that you're trying to build overall. And so, you know, when we're working with entrepreneurs, when we look at, at solutions to this problem, that's pretty massive. We look for those that have identified a specific pain point within a real defined target market, have talked to those customers, have identified what their business model is, have a path towards generating revenue. And we believe that that the businesses that are going to have the most impact in tackling this, this massive challenge that, that we face are those that are able to figure out the best business model that goes along with that, which oftentimes being more defined and specific around what is the challenge within climate that you're actually solving and that's where we sort of focus on different industries and, and different focus areas that that we can help our entrepreneurs help scale and grow their businesses long term. Well, so that's an interesting question that you ask right there, because you said at the beginning, climate is this massive problem. It's so big that it's abstract in many ways and so difficult to figure out how to find any kind of meaningful way in to address. And so here you have these entrepreneurs who are setting out to do this. What's your advice to people, maybe based on what you've seen work or what you've seen drive real meaningful solutions for someone who is thinking, how can I build some kind of meaningful solution here? Right. I'll tell you, it's interesting. I talk to entrepreneurs and some of them, they think so big that they're not going to build anything. (laughs) It's almost like you have to think as small as possible in order to contribute to something big. And I wonder what you've seen or how you've seen people develop real meaningful solutions in in a space and and figure out where they can really make a difference. Yeah. Well, I think it it really goes back to that initial problem that they're out to solve. And I think if we see, we work with and see hundreds, if not thousands of pitch decks and really have a significant amount of entrepreneurs that we're talking to each year. And I think when they sort of identify a problem that is specific, that is really nuanced in terms of who their target customer is, because they've experienced, they've been in the industry before, they've they've seen it first. You know, I think those are those are where we've seen entrepreneurs be successful in sort of identifying that problem. If on the other hand, when they vocalize what their problem is and it's climate change, generally, we don't see that as being defined enough to really focus on what the solution can be. Because as you mentioned, it's just too big, right? And I think, you know, when we're, we're, when we're working with entrepreneurs and when we're working with the companies that we accept into our accelerator and 
really helping them understand who their the customer discovery is and thinking about who they're selling to. That problem needs to be so defined and so critical that their customers face that every day. And oftentimes it may not necessarily be around climate change in particular, right? We've got a great company that worked in our first co- cohort that is using mushrooms to eat trash to come up with new bio-based materials that can be sell, sold in the construction area. The problem that they're solving for their customers actually isn't climate change overall. It's the expense that they have in sending all this waste to the landfill. And what this company, MicroCycle, is doing is helping them think about that waste in a new way to create value from it. And so they've really identified what the problem. Joanne, this amazing entrepreneur, spent a couple of decades working in this industry, in this field, and she identified this problem that she had. And yes, there's this massive sort of impact that it can have around climate change, but it, that's not the problem in and of itself, right? It's a very specific problem that she's helping to solve for her customer. And so those are how we sort of start to think about identifying the problem because as an entrepreneur, you know this, and working closely with entrepreneurs and startups, you have to be really focused on that problem. The solution that you have may change over time. You iterated, evolved. The problem that you're solving should not change. And that's why being really focused and, and specific around the challenge, the problem within climate that you're helping to solve is really important to building and growing the business long term. Before we move on, I'm sure anyone who just heard you say mushrooms who eat trash are thinking, how's that going to work now? What is happening with mushrooms eating trash? So she's developed a, a patented technology that through the, the process of incorporating this mycelium into this the waste stream actually helps break down the material, remove toxins, and then create from that material. Mushroom is this really powerful material that can sort of substances and create new substances from it through nature, right? Through what it's been doing for hundreds of thousands of years. And she's been a way, she's found a way to, to apply that to the waste industry. And she's creating these new bio-based materials from the waste that she has through the customers that she's working with to then resell that waste in bricks and building material and other things that these customers need. So she just raised, she's in, in the process of raising a big seed round, have some really big customers that she's working with. And it's a really exciting technology uh, overall. That's cool. And what you were describing there reminds me of, and by describing there, I don't mean mushrooms eating trash because that doesn't remind me of anything. That's the first time I've ever heard of that. But but instead, what I mean is how you're building a, a product or a service that is not on its face designed to solve climate change. It's actually designed to, sol- designed to solve somebody's problem, but in doing so actually does address a larger issue. And it reminds me of this classic story, which is that uh, you know, pre in the mid-1800s, one of the greatest challenges facing American cities was the amount of horse manure that was everywhere on the streets and they could not figure out what to do with it, how to get rid of it. You just couldn't shovel it and ship it out fast enough. It was creating massive health hazards. And everyone's trying to come up with a solution to this. And then the solution actually turned out to be the car, right? Which was not an innovation that was designed to solve this problem. It was actually designed to solve a completely different problem, but as a result, also got rid of all the horse crap on the streets. And I wonder how much that kind of thinking plays into how you and the entrepreneurs that you work with view the world that look, the solutions here can contribute to addressing a climate issue, but that's not actually the way to think about how to craft a, a solution to a problem. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. I think that's a really good point. I think, you know, I think when people think about climate change, generally, there's this, there, it's a lot of doom and gloom, right? It's, there's a lot of, of fear of anxiety that comes along with it. What I try to do is I try and reframe it actually from a climate crisis to a climate opportunity. I think that if we find solutions 
come that help us address this massive challenge that we face. We create more jobs. We save millions of, of lives. We create cleaner, healthier air and water. We actually create better things, right? And I think, you know, the EV is, uh, the EV car is a great example of that, right? It's just, it's more fun to drive an EV car, a Tesla, than a combustion engine car, right? And so I think the solutions that climate entrepreneurs are coming up with today to radically transform different industries to radically transform how we work, how we eat, how we live together with one another has the opportunity to make life better. And I think that's the opportunity that we have. And we need to frame it as that because that's what gets people excited, not this doom and gloom of everything is, is going to be shit and we, we need to completely change how we live. We need to live in a better way. And I think that's the opportunity that we have. And that's the hope, the inspiration that I see every day working with these entrepreneurs at the forefront the front lines of this of this crisis that we face. We're going to take a short break and then pick up where we left off. Whether you need digital tools so you can bank on the go, or you need a one-on-one with an experienced business banker, with PNC Bank, you got it. PNC's business banking team is built entirely around the way you like to do business. Innovative mobile tools that let you manage your cash flow, monitor your payments, and more around the clock give you the flexibility that every business owner needs. And PNC combines those digital tools with a team of business bankers who are ready to sit down and talk about the unique needs of your business and help you develop personalized strategies to move your business forward. Learn how PNC Bank can make a difference for you and your business at pnc.com slash bank your way. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. All right, we're back. And now let's pick back up with Ryan Jeffrey of Generator. Do you think that massive challenge like this spurs on innovation? And and I wonder what you see happening inside of the minds of the entrepreneurs that you work with. Because a belief of mine is that it is great challenges that ultimately mm-hmm. push people to think more creatively. Where like if we didn't have, if there wasn't a concern about climate possibly nobody would be thinking about mushrooms eating trash. Like there's, there has to be some kind of big thing that we need to fix in order for people to shake off the complacency of whatever is currently working to find better solutions. So I wonder if that's something that you think spurs these entrepreneurs and and maybe how you see them taking, like what are they doing in their heads or what are you doing in your head to see a big problem and instead of being doom and gloom about it, turn it into productive thinking? Really good question. One, absolutely. I think that major challenges spurs innovation, undoubtedly. I think you see that time and time again over the course of, of history. You know, I think climate change is no different. I think the solutions that are required to solve this, though, are very specific, right? In a specific industry. I think it's system-wide change that needs to happen. And I think that new technology, new innovation, startups, creativity that is generally comes from this sort of back against the wall. We need to figure out a better way to, to coexist and live and create a better, healthier planet. I think it drives a lot of the really interesting startups that are out there that are doing really powerful, impactful things to make the world a better place. And so, yeah, I think it's not, though, in my perspective, driven from fear but rather driven from this ideal of, of there is a massive opportunity to make things better for everyone. 
And that's the opportunity that, that we face overall, that I think the framework getting into the mind of the entrepreneur that we see every day, it's because they want to create a better process for their customer, for their stakeholder, for their customer segment that they're going after. And that's what drives them on a day-to-day basis. And I think you certainly uncover that. It's because they want to create sort of a, a better quality of life for, for their current generation, for their, for their family, for their kids. And that's sort of the the macro part of it, but certainly on a micro level, it's it's you know the best entrepreneurs that we see are really focused on the very specific area that their business, their solution is trying to tackle, and moving forward from that. Ryan, final question. I hear a lot of people say, you know, the innovation, greatest innovations are going to come from what you might call boring spaces, right? Yeah. Like it's not flashy, exciting Silicon Valley, the next cool app. It's going to be mushrooms and trash. It's going to be right. It's going to be like sort of addressing these things that people aren't thinking about transportation, waste management, insurance, right? You know, like sort of these boring things that people don't, don't follow that well. I would imagine that this is where a lot of your entrepreneurs live. They're living in these spaces that are that are like desperate for innovation, but not the things that like the average person is like looking at every day. And and I wonder what your advice is to folks to 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 find maybe the problem worth solving inside of these spaces. Yeah, it was a very specific example. Upwards of uh, more than thirty percent of of all our missions, all of our missions comes from heavy industry, right? You know how our products are made, things that that oftentimes you don't see. You interact with them every day, but you don't see how they're made. And I think. You know, we're working with some really interesting entrepreneurs that are helping to decarbonize heavy industry, that are working to to make transportation more efficient, to reimagine how we create and make and eat food. You know, big sort of systemic issues and problems that we all face. And I think for entrepreneurs that are thinking about this space, there's significant amount of appetite, of opportunity that exists in coming up with better solutions for how we do things that are cleaner, that are more efficient, that require less fossil fuels. That's really just outdated. That that doesn't work anymore, and that's where we try to to focus our energy and our our investment to those entrepreneurs that are thinking big, but also understand the very markets that they're trying to to tackle. And it may not be sexy. It may not be this consumer app that you know that you need to create. But oftentimes in this messy, dirty industries that quite honestly are just antiquated, that need new investment and new ways of thinking about things because they've been doing it that way for 100 years, doesn't mean that it's right. And we look for entrepreneurs that are reimagining how we develop systems and how we innovate around around these big problems and issues that we face. Yeah, it's awesome. Hey, Ryan, I really appreciate your time. Thanks so much, Jason. And that's our episode. I would love to hear what you think and maybe even about a problem that you solved. You can find me at my website, jasonpfeiffer.com. J-A-S-O-N-F-E-I-F-E-R.com. Also, I have some more useful stuff for you. I write a newsletter about how to future-proof yourself and become more adaptable and optimistic. I would love for you to sign up. It is at jasonpfeiffer.bulletin.com. Also, check out my other podcast. It's called Build for Tomorrow. In each episode, I take on some belief that we have that holds us back from progress and show you why it is not as bad as you think. Problem Solvers is a production of Entrepreneur Media and comes out every Monday morning, so make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss an episode. Thanks to Deepa Shah for production. My name is Jason Pfeiffer. See you next week.